This is a Mambo podcast, and in this podcast, we're going to be exploring some of the misnomers and hidden information about the voodoo arts and the voodoo tradition. I was really lucky to have an amazing teacher who helped me understand that voodoo is really a way of life, not so much a mystical practice or even a religion and not even a magical practice. We're always hearing about people relating to voodoo as a religion, which technically it is a religion, Um, as a magical practice using the tools from the religion in order to create change and magic. We also hear people talk about the mystical aspects of voodoo. And the mystical aspects really have to do with the origination of the consciousness around um, the beliefs of spirit, spirit world, and how the spirit world affects us. But what I want to bring to light in this particular podcast is why are so many things inside of the tradition really misunderstood? And, you know, it really, it, it could be racism, it could be that there's still such a huge separation from people being uh, honoring the tradition and honoring the work because it is what we would call an ATR tradition. On the flip side, because so many people practiced the, the tradition because they were born in an area where the tradition exists um, in Louisiana, although that's not a tradition that I personally am a part of, so I can't talk on that tradition. But Louisiana voodoo definitely is what it is because of the area that those people live in. So it's very, very uh, separated uh, apart from, say, Haitian voodoo, which would be completely different and a completely different practice if you were born inside of that area. So the positive about that is that rural areas offer um, a concentration of knowledge and information that allows it to remain alive. So that's the positive. The positive aspect is that these things have remained alive, so they didn't get uh, um, wiped out with the paradigm shift. 1,500 years ago, 5,000 years ago, 8,000 years ago. There's various paradigm shifts. And throughout each paradigm shift, the whole world, the whole way that the world works has changed. And we've slowly went from goddess-based traditions, earth-based traditions, um, changing the compass to masculine-based traditions and traditions that are primarily about one god and one deity and one force. Truly, Vodou has kept secrets that link back to those ancient time frames when people knew things about how the universe works and kept them inside of their stories and their and their understanding of the tradition was about really holding these secrets that have to do with not only being, but being a human and being a human that flourishes. 
in the Indo-European Christian consciousness, the way that they think, what you think, what you believe is real, is very much a sliver of the multitude of other ways that the Vodou people believe reality takes place. So you are literally looking at having to open your heart and open your mind when you enter a voodoo tradition. What's offered in the public view is magic, prayers, dances, songs, ceremonies. But what you have to understand is that in order to have the the power to utilize the spirits, one must make a connection first and foremost with the spirits, which is requiring you to make a connection with these ancient truths. So let's get into that. What are these ancient truths and how does it affect us today? Um, First, I want to say that my teacher is a teacher of a particular line of Vodou. The line comes from his family lineage, so it was given to him by his uh, aunts and grandmothers. So as I was working with him, I wanted to know everything I could about all of the hidden dynamics. And, you know, so what we're looking at here is in the tradition that I'm initiated within comes from um, the Dominican Republic and also Puerto Rico. This also is highly influenced, of course, by Haiti and, of course, by the Chayano Indians who resided within um, Hispaniola is what it was called at that time. So you have this very rich port and it's being um, filled with people from all over the world. At the same time, people are being enslaved and and murdered in various islands. And uh, the Tayano Indians are included within that. Of course, the Haitian culture is birthed of people who came from Africa. So these merging of spiritual practices of the ancient Indians, the ancient African teachings being uprooted and moved into the new world, merging with other people who were also uh, traveling to Puerto Rico on ships to get away from their own tyranny that they were undergoing inside of their own cultures like gypsies came in to Puerto Rico from Spain. Those gypsies Uh, merged very quite well with the Indians and then also with the Haitians. And they worked together and they supported each other and they, instead of being crushed by the new world, bound together and hid their secret teachings, all of them, bound together, came together and hid their secret teachings the only way possible, which was to place their spirits behind the images of saints. So in Sante Espiritismo, what you see is an altar. You'll see an altar that has saints. Those saint images have spirits that stand behind them. So when we look at a saint, say Saint Charles of Borromeo, 
He represents a misterio or a spirit that has a history either with the Tayano Indians, the gypsies, or a spirit that came from Africa. And of course, there's many, many different African tribes. Um, African Vodou is not a one type of Vodou. That as well has many, many different expressions. Point being this, you have these gorgeous um, symbology that was able to keep the link or the connection with the spirit. And it is that connection the spirit itself that stands behind this image is only taught to you once you've been initiated. Once you've been initiated into a family line or a family stream of Vodou, that knowledge can then start to be slowly taught to you. The knowledge is useless, though, because it's only the spirit and the spirit that builds a bond with you that really, at the end of the day, is your teacher. and it So the spirit becomes your teacher. How? How? Is the question. Well, here's the answer. Vodou really is a way of life. If you approach the spirits at the altar, you can have all the right recipes, you could have all the right items. You could even have had the initiation and been given the opportunity to start to learn. But the spirit knows beyond anything that anyone has ever learned. And the spirit looks into your heart and observes you and desires for you to be an open place for the spiritual communication. Well, what does that mean to be an open place for the spiritual communication? is all about the spirit wants to know that you're pure, that you're a whole person, and that your desire to work with the mysteries is about learning the lesson that the spirit has to give you. So different Vodou traditions categorize those lessons in various ways. In 21 divisions, there are 21 different paths to learn. In Haitian Vodou, <clears throat> they do it differently. They have a different categorization of how many paths there are to learn. In Sansei, we say there are seven. There are seven paths to learn and each one of those paths is a foundation for other teachings that come after second level initiation. And it goes up like a pyramid. So the seven paths are the foundation for your church. After second level initiation, there are fewer and more concentrated lessons for you to learn about life. Those Concentrated lessons, they sit on top of the foundation of your seven divisions. Those secondary lessons, somebody can spend a lifetime learning because they're lessons about carving out being an empowered woman or man in life. They're also about learning to balance commitment and spirituality, 
meaning having a goal in your life and maintaining a spiritual heart, a home for the mystery. And when I say a home, I don't mean like an altar or a temple. I mean a home inside of you. So this is a very intense series of lessons that one approached properly the chemistry and the alchemy of the body and the brain starts to shift and change and the neurons in the brain start to balance. Literally, the right brain and the left brain start to become balanced, male and female, within oneself. Therefore, literally, you become more whole and complete within inside of your own self. This cuts away and reduces the desire or the need to always be requiring something from someone else. You don't really require your lover or your husband or your friends or the people that you engage with. When you have these energies balanced inside of your own mind and your heart, you become more of an autonomous and strong individual. This is why we say Voto is a pathway of strength. Voto is a pathway of strength because that second level of work helps to solidify and strengthen you as a person and an individual. Anybody who undergoes a second level initiation has a stronger aura and a stronger force to them. How they utilize that force is up to them learning and being passed down the right information so that they can balance those energies. And life always throws you curveballs for you to learn to balance those energies and to walk that spiritual line. Really the balance between being a productive person and also a spiritual home. That balance we say is we say when the priest or the the practitioner is straddling both worlds, straddling the spirit world and the physical world. Amazing thing to do. So in conclusion, these things cannot be transferred to a student, no matter how many initiations you've received or how much you've read or studied. These teachings cannot be transferred to a student because they can only come from the mystery themselves. The job of a priest and a priestess is to teach the initiates to learn how to approach the altar appropriately so that this bond and this connection with the spirit realm can start to be made so that you can start to learn your seven lessons and then one day move to that second level where you begin to undergo your secondary lessons. That still is a foundation, and many people never reach that foundation within a 10-year period of time. If you have reached that, it's something to be honored and celebrated. And so in our tradition, only at that time, you are allowed to refer to yourself as a mambo or hungon. In Sanse Espiritismo, we refrain from using those terms until our initiator hands it down to us and says, you are now ready to use this terminology. My teacher 
did not allow me to call myself a mambo for seven, I think it was six or seven years into my, my work with him. And even then, once he said, you can now call yourself a mambo, I still walk very lightly in the world because I respect and honor this work so dearly. It's so beautiful. So what I want to impart today in this podcast (laughs) is that really the only way to carve out that powerful unity between you and any of the mysteries is to know first and foremost, what is the purpose? The purpose of calling on the spirits is for them to teach you. What are they teaching you? They are to teach you, they are to transfer to you and to shift the energies within you by handing you a particular lesson that only that mystery holds. Some mysteries are fire mysteries and they teach us about being the iron in the fire. Some mysteries are death mysteries and they teach us about life, death, and rebirth, how to handle and to be one with loss and transition. Something you don't see in the Catholic traditions or the Christian traditions is a very important thing in life. How can you be a strong person if you're always afraid of death? Some of the mysteries are water spirits, and they come to teach us about who you are in the flow of your life. How is your life ebb and flow? How can you call yourself a priest or a priestess if every time there's a storm, your whole house rattles and shakes? Some of our spirits come to teach us about the laws of sand and rock, how to take an environment that is barren and dirty and to nurture it into a home. These are our farming mysteries. They help us grow food. They help us put money in our pockets and they help us maintain a healthy life. So on and so forth. There's many, many spirits. So we we have a path and we have a very solid structure for having people become responsible, healthy adults. The reason why Vodou, and especially Sanse Espiritismo, Vodou, is a way of life, is because that's exactly what it is. It's about being someone that wakes up with a sense of energy, happiness, and gratitude. That in the darkest of nights, the craziest of storms, the wildest of times, you still feel primarily centered and strong. Someone who loves to give to other people. This is not something that uh, anybody can, can learn through a class. You have to just be a good person to want to give. To, to want to give to other people. So Vodou is about learning health techniques, medicines and cures. Walking a path of humility, love and grace learning how and when to provide for others, cultivating financial stability, and learning to design your life based on long-term goals, as well as short-term needs inside of living a, a life of joy. 
it's very much filled with music, with food, with heart, and super, super oriented around the family and the home. Vodou practices tend to include children, grandmothers, lovers, everybody is invited. So this is my teachings to you for today, is how Vodou really is not so much a religion or a practice, but it really is a way of life. And you can enjoy it as a way of life. Many blessings. We will talk soon. This is a Mambo podcast with Priestess Shoshana. You can find us on Facebook under Priestess Works, Instagram under Priestess Works, Twitter under Priestess Tribe, Serpent Sutra, which is the serpentine dance form that I have created, and our beautiful website, which is priestessworks.com. Please share this Anchor podcast. It can be found on Spotify all over the place. And we look forward to speaking with you on other related issues that have to do with the secrets and the beauty of the Vodou tradition. Many blessings.